0: We do a podcast? What the fuck?
3: Go Moon! Master! The School of the Fan Halls
2: Podcast!
3: Made for the fans, by the fans! Secret Brothers! Twins! Even a two-year-old could tell you! This This podcast podcast is is burning red. red!
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Podcast. And uh, by the time this will be released, for us we, we've taken a short little hiatus break for ourselves, but hopefully you will be listening to this at the dawn of 2014 in the year of our Lord. And um, so we'll totally be... Uh, doing all new uh, awesome podcasts uh, for 2014, and I guess starting it off, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, Gundam, and I guess that's why I bring up the date, because we're going to be going into all kinds of different dates, um, like UC Gundam and uh, you know the different uh, Gundam AUs and stuff like that, and this is kind of a free-flowing uh, podcast, I guess, there's not too much direction to it, other than we're going to be kind of discussing, you know, some of the different Gundam shows that all of us here on the podcast have been watching recently, or maybe you know, in the the you know the distant past or what have you and stuff like that. Um, I know me myself, I just kind of got through watching Gundam Age, and I know uh, Mike has gotten through watching Gundam X, and I know Justin's been watching all kinds of different Gundam series from the UC, from Zeta to ZZ to all these kind of you know different series and stuff like that. So, um, I guess we'll just start off by introducing everybody on the podcast. Um, this is Derek, Derek WC, I'm gonna be your host tonight, and, uh, joining me in the wonderful world of Gundam tonight is going to be...
3: Hey, it's Mike, and I'm a super
0: pilot This is Grimlock. This is Tony, Chainclaw, and I ain't been watching shit!
2: Yeah, well, I don't see why I have to do something, just because I can! (laughs) You shouldn't have hit me! Mr. Bright!
3: (sighs) What's wrong with hitting you? You're a selfish brat. We've been catering to your tantrums,
1: and it's going to stop now. So, yeah, so, I mean, I I guess, you know, to to me, I was just thinking in terms of uh, the different series being, you know, having a lot in common. So, like, for me, like, with, say, Gundam Age, you know, it's a series where, you know, they go through all the different generations of various pilots and everything and follow that story as it progresses, but there's a lot in common, at least for me, you know, when I'm watching it, you know, I see similarities to older UC series, whether it be like Victory or even the original Gundam series, or, you know, as you get later into it, I see a lot in common with, you know, some of the newer series like Seed and Seed Destiny and different characters like that that interact. So I just figured it'd be a good uh, stomping ground to, to talk about the regular, you know, issues and, and events that come up with Gundam, but... um I guess, uh, you know, as far as, like, UC and stuff, I know some of us were uh, kind of interested in the fact that there was going to be an upcoming, like, adaption of uh, Gundam Origins, which was a uh, a manga that sort of retold the original story of the, the UC Gundam and stuff like that. And then uh, I think Mike has been following the, the new hardcovers that have been coming out. Is that right, Mike?
3: Yeah, the the first one came out. I, I got that one. It's pretty nice. And, uh, like, I, uh, the next few are already on pre-order, so they're coming out, like, a couple months apiece. So by the time this airs, maybe they'll be up to, like, five or six volumes out. So
1: Yeah, and I, think, know, I think maybe, I see. who knows, maybe by the time this airs, they'll actually have the, the actual anime out instead of just the manga. I, I mean, I remember I was following that series when it was done by, like, Viz, and they were, like, releasing sort of like issues instead of hardcovers or whatever. So I think yeah. well, whatever you've read up to, I might have read a little further than that. But I mean it's definitely a cool I mean the art is very cool looking and it's a an interesting take maybe that sort of applies some of the the themes of like the different novels that Tamino wrote and some of the stuff that, you know, wasn't included in the the original anime for, you know, for whatever reasons, you know, whether it be like TV sensors or different things like that.
3: It definitely seems like like, yeah, like a more mature take, take, I guess. guess. But like I don't know. It it, for the most part, it's like I guess a special edition. Like they expand a lot of things and they make stuff that might not have made sense in the original anime make a little more sense. Like there's actually like when it leads off, there's actually like two Gundams. And, like, you know, they made more than one prototype, and the first one gets, like, destroyed, like, fighting, like, Zaku's on, you know, the side they're on when, you know, Shar and his guys come and invade. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, I guess, more, like,
0: militarily sound in a way. Yeah, that
1: makes realistic. sense.
0: i was saying more realistic. They're like, there's only one Gundam that must have fight everybody. They actually show the progress of having the Gundam program and stuff. Yeah.
3: And it's more like 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 Amuro's been like reading like all his father's files and stuff and that's like how he knows how to pilot the thing more like like in the original anime he just kind of has the big like manual and he just kind of like operates it like like by looking through the manual and stuff like that he just finds on the ground or whatever so this time it's like a little like i i guess they are kind of like john burning it up a little you know where they're trying like, to do all know, this stuff. doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. You know, clever clever stuff but, so that it exactly sort of flows a little better yeah and all people with the same haircut are cousins yes, too, so. <laughs> yes
1: exactly exactly so what about you, Justin? I know you've been watching a bunch of, like, like kind of UC era series. I mean, I know Zeta, Zeta and Double, Double Zeta, Zeta are, like, the sequels to the original series. So um, is there anything you wanted to go into regarding that? Like, I know, I know when I told you to first watch uh, Double Zeta, I kind of warned you for uh, what I was talking about, like, all the sort of Ewok bullshit that you have to deal with in the first <laughs> 22, 22 or so episodes.
2: Zeta Gundam was really good. Like, I really enjoyed that. Um Kind of like what Mike was saying. It was like, you know, OG Gundam is really good, but it's kind of like has some, like, kind of goofy issues and stuff. But, like, Zeta is, like, you know, way more mature and stuff. Has a lot of really good characters. And, like, it has that, like, um, you know, rival fusion thing where you've got, like, you know, Char. You know, doesn't matter if he's calling himself, like, Quattropa or whatever, but, like, you know, he, he's basically a good, good guy. And uh, I always thought it was really interesting to see him, like, acting in that kind of capacity. So Zeta was great, I loved it, and then yeah, like I I wanted to continue on with you know the next series, and um, yeah, that was the those first twenty two episodes were pretty awful. Like if like if I didn't know it had got better, like with episode like twenty three, I probably would have quit like within five episodes. Like it was it was that bad. I mean, Zeta is such a serious series, you know, it's full of like you know. You know, backstabbing and characters dying and falling in love and dying again, and Zeta, double Zeta is just full of like such goofy nonsense. I mean, it's like the first episode. It's like you've got like uh, uh, Judah like tripping around in uh, the Zeta, and you've got like you know oranges and chickens and things being like flung at the uh, the ship or whatever. But after that it, it got a lot better like it finally like you know got really for real serious but like th- there was still some stuff that kind of like irritated me like the, all the the stuff with um judah's sister it's like it looks like she's dead and then like, it's like all of a sudden he's like oh she's not dead even though i saw like this like big thing like explode in her tent or whatever and he's like no she's still alive and then you see her like standing with shayla and then at, the, at the very end of the series, Shayla's like, "Yeah, go talk to your brother. He'd probably like that." And it ends. They never they never explain like how she ended up with Shayla. And like, uh, I always thought that would have been like a really good thing to explore because I, I like I was waiting for Shayla to show up in uh, Zeta, and I think you see her once when uh, Char is like giving like one of his big speeches like near the end of the series. So I was like, "Cool, she's gonna like come in and you know maybe her and Omaro will like work some things out or something." But no, so when she showed up in Double Zeta, I was like, "Cool, maybe they'll finally do something with her." No, she just like has Omro's sister and she's like, "Well, goodbye." I'm like, "What? Oh. I think that I think was, like, that was a, like a
3: like a, like a uh, voice, voice actress thing, like like they couldn't get her voice actress mm. or something,
2: or
1: Yeah, because I remember they were always saying how Belto Chico was supposed to be Selah, you know, like and then, and then it ended up like totally changing the character because they couldn't use that voice actress or whatever.
0: Let's just put it this way, Fanholds listeners, offline... There were many a nights where Derek had to give uh, Justin, like, moral and emotional support to help him get through those first few episodes.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the, the analogy is sound. You know, Zeta is, is the Empire Strikes Back of the Gundam series. It's very well done. It's well directed. It's got a lot of heavy tones. It ends on a bleak and dark note, you know, where, you know, things, things are, not are not uplifting and happy or so forth. And then, you know, Double Zeta you know, I mean, no pun intended, you know, it's just Ewok shit. You know, there's, like, things things happen magically because there's teddy bears and, you know, in, in the case of Double Zeta, cute characters who, you know, they're, they're kind of these band of street urchins almost that are like, oh, they're lovable and they're goofy and they can, you know, trip Gundams with chicken wire and stuff. And you're just kind of like, Jesus Christ, like like what is going on with this show, you know? But I guess like what Justin's saying is later on, you know, it definitely, once, once Camille shows up again and some of the other characters you're more familiar with show up again, it seems like they had a, I, I, I don't know if it's an editorial mandate, but maybe a studio mandate where... You know, they kind of said, all right, listen to me, you know, like we got to stop doing all this goofy ass shit and turn it around here. And it seems like, you know, midway through the series, it definitely does go back into that whole, you know, more serious note for the most part, you know, because, you know, Judah is dealing with his new type powers. And then, you know, you've got, um, what's her face? Um. Haman, you know, who's sitting there kind of orchestrating the whole Neo Zeon movement and everything like that. And it gets, you know, it gets it gets more serious as opposed to, you know, uh, uh, you, what, what's that guy's name that's always uh, fawning over Haman with the flowers and everything like that? that I mean, even, I mean, the, even the, bad bad the bad guys were pretty ridiculous in the early episodes yeah. where, you know, it's it's like that might as well have been, you know, Brock from Pokemon. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> he's just so obsessed with Haman, you know, it's kind of like, oh, Nurse
2: Joy, you know, and he
1: just <laughs> loves, you know, Haman so much. He like trips all over himself,
2: you know, so. I was going to say, like... I, you know, I, I watched that and then I watched Unicorn. So I, like, I did appreciate there was like a one or two elements from Double Zeta and Unicorn because you know the Nail Argama is still there, and you've got like yeah. a, a clone of a uh, uh, Peru. I think it's like Peru, Peru Twelve and like Unicorn. Yeah. So it's Like, oh look, it's, it's nice that they took like the nice workable elements from that series and, yeah. and built on it, and like not totally scrap everything.
1: No, I think I think stuff like that is kind of interesting, because I think, I, I think we were briefly discussing uh, Stardust Memory and um, Unicorn, and I guess both those series, there's lots of different things that connect, you know, but they're also sort of like in-between series, kind of like, you know, Shadows of the Empire and stuff like that. And I guess if you like those kind of, you know, side stories or whatever, you know, that expand the universe, but don't really... Draw attention or try to dramatically, you know, change what some of the major stories are. Then you probably, you know, definitely appreciate the Gundam Unicorn.
3: Now, I always like to joke about uh, Stardust Memory. Is like I don't, I don't think I liked like any character from that show. Like maybe Gato, and just maybe.
1: Huh? Oh. I'm the
3: enemy, you idiot! But, like, I, I like to joke, like, oh, look at that. They're all joining, like, the Titans at the end. So they probably got, like, murdered by Camille and, like, all those guys <laughs> or whatever.
0: So I just say the Gundam names in that because, like, I think one of the big Gundams, like, the big kick-your-ass one was, like, like time to pilot the Dendrobium Orcus. And I'm like, what the fuck is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the,
3: the Stamen, it was called, I think. Yeah, yeah, with the big mobile armor connected to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was like, just just call it big ass gun Gundam or something. So
1: so gun Gundam.
2: I I was gonna say like I sat down and watched like all the episodes of Unicorn that are out, and I uh, I, I would hate to be like Derek and like you know. Mike, like, having to wait, like, a year between episodes, like, that has to be just awful. Like, I have to wait, like, a year for the last one, but, like, yeah. I just sat down and watched them all, like, one night. I was, like, yeah, I mean, one even, marathon. I was, like, man, this is great. Like, even, I'd hate to wait.
1: Even by the time maybe <laughs> this show aired, airs, that last episode might still not be out. It's supposed, it's supposed to be targeted to be for, for, for spring twenty fourteen. so it's probably going to be a while before that comes out. I, I just feel like I oh, was like so saying... Insane. That uh, uh, people will finally understand the pangs of people who had to wait for the MSA team stuff, you know? Cause they, but they actually had to wait, like, four years. So.
0: I was yeah. going to ask you guys, uh, especially with well, all three of you because you've been watching more recent stuff. Has the animation gone more, like, towards digital, or are they still doing... Standard animation, animated, cell animation. I mean, you mean, like, like CGI, CGI or yeah, like more like a Transformers Cybertron, Cybertron thing, but better. But or is it more just you, more, know, you
3: know unicorn like, like the mobile suits in unicorn, or at least the Gundam at least is like kind of CGI-ish, but it's kind of like a weird like seamless kind of CGI that like I guess like cell shaded CGI kind of. Okay. And yeah. like yeah, but. It's. I think it's only the Gundam in Unicorn. Like, all the other mobile suits are, like, cell-shaded and stuff. Or uh, just, like, traditionally animated.
0: Okay, I was but, just wondering if like, it's, like, you know, you know new era of animation and stuff. Because, like, the last thing... That's why I haven't been saying very much so far is because the last one I saw was, like... Uh, I think the last thing that aired on Toonami was 08 MS Team as far as new stuff. No, no, it was uh Shara's Counter-Attack. And that's, like, as far as I've gotten. I haven't really watched any of the new stuff, so... Uh,
3: I was going to say, speaking of Double Zeta, I think the reason why Double Zeta is so, like... Like, it's funny in the first half and, like, serious in the second half is because, like, Tomino, like, got the okay to do, like, Char's counterattack around then. So, like, he kind of left to, like, work on that. And then he came back and he was like, you know, oh, crap, we got to, like, course-correct this or whatever,
1: so yeah i think also sometimes like his demeanor changed throughout the course of working on all the different series and stuff so like if you'll notice like some of the i think like by the time they were doing like things like turn a he he had a little more positive outlook i think on life in general or something like that so like it's not quite as doom and gloomy as as some of the other stuff is you know the whole you know quote-unquote, them all Tomino that people are used to or whatever, where you know,
0: on <laughs> where
1: where everything kind of goes, goes to hell or whatever, you know. You
3: can tell, yeah, during Zeta Gundam he was like
1: that. But I guess, Tony, you, you at least watched the first episode of Unicorn, like when we did that whole, you know, exchange, you know, one of those dares like way back or whatever. Right. So, I mean, that might give you a good idea of what, what the difference level in, in animation quality. I mean, obviously, the animation quality in Unicorn is, like, superb. I mean, it's excellent. Like, you can tell, like, a lot of money was spent on it, and everything just looks really nice and clean and you know, pristine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'd say age you know, looks okay as you know, one of the more recent series or whatever, but I don't think it looks quite as polished, or it doesn't look like they spent as much money on age as they did on Unicorn, but that's probably why you have to wait, you know, like Justin was saying, like, years before you get the next episode, because it's actually probably
0: It's like know, movie quality. Movie quality yeah.
1: animation, as opposed to just, you know, being yeah, I, on I a also, week schedule.
0: I think it was also, like, you know, my untrained eye as far baseball. as I, like I said, watched a lot of the tsunami stuff. I did watch The Unicorn. Watch the episode, episode. So, kind of attributed that to it being newer. Because the last, the newest thing, if you go by chronologically, I saw was probably Gundam Wing. Because that was released like in the early 90s. And then it was shown on tsunami in the late 90s. So, that, that was like the newest one I saw. Right. I, I, I wasn't sure if MF Team was after that or before that. I think it was before, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think I think MS
1: Team was after Gundam, because Gundam, Gundam Wing was probably, like, in the mid-90s, but, like, I guess it's kind of confusing, because this is what I was trying to explain, like, MS8 Team started in, like, 1996, but it didn't finish until 1999, do you know what I mean? Like, even though it's only, like, 13 yeah. episodes, it's like, those like, poor the bastards poor had to wait, like, four years for, like the last episode to be finished or whatever.
0: Which which is why Toonami didn't get it, like, you know, early, because they had to wait, too. Yeah. And then I guess, I I
1: mean, this might be a good thing to go into, because I know, I'm pretty sure, Mike, you probably posted it at one point, uh, you know, but, like, on the Blu-rays in Japan, there's, like, that little extra segment, you know, for the MSA team that we all got to watch, that sort of little special, you know, moment or whatever it was between, uh, uh, you know, like... uh, what is it like
3: Sander, sander's and what's his face yeah uh, annoying kid yeah. yeah where they you know he's like
1: oh well i i can't have a smoke with you but i'll I'll share a cup of coffee with you or whatever it is you know and <laughs> that kind of stuff
0: well, well speaking of the MSP, ms ms uh, ms 8th team real quick just because it is a short series and it is one of the ones i did see <clears throat> i really did love the animation on that because it was so realistic and I like the fact that the Gundam, even though it was, you know, the EZ-8, it was like supposed to be like, <clears throat> you know, the star of the show, it, it went through hell. It got the crap kicked out of it many times. And I also like the fact that they added realistic touches like, you know, I'm just going to pull this beam sword out of my ass. No, they carried around these big-ass refrigerators on their back full of weapons and stuff, and it had a really good, like, realistic military vibe to it. And uh, just to uh, harken back to Mike real quick, he had a Top 10 list Top 10, one of the, it. One of his one favorite, favorite uh, uh, Mecca was the uh, GALF from that, the uh, yeah. updated uh, GALF or GOOF, whatever you want to call it. And, goof. and yeah. GOOF, GOOF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was a it really was good a, redesign. It was like very realistic. It had like the big chain gun, gun. gun. It was, like it was, I really enjoyed, enjoyed the. Uh, the uh, I, I don't know I, if I, it was just the animation. The animation was good, but I really liked the design aspect. I like the fact that they put a lot of thought into it.
3: Yeah, I definitely, MS8th Team is probably my favorite series, so, like, I, I like I like that whole Vietnam atmosphere it has, sort of, I guess.
2: Yeah, like, all all the, uh, anything mechanical on the 8th MS Team, it, like, it feels like everything mechanical in Cowboy Bebop in the sense that, like, I believe, like, it could actually exist at some point in time, whereas sometimes, you know, you, you watch, like, an anime and you're like, this is a complete, like, cartoony, like, I can not even believe or understand, but like sometimes you see something like whether it's like a, the swordfish or you know the back of a gun you're like, this is I could believe this could exist at some point.
1: I guess it's interesting that the ms team is the real robot genre to the nth degree that it has that realistic vibe, whether it's jungle warfare or the fact that all the pilots are just you know, kind of regular people, you know, whereas, I guess, elements of that super robot genre kind of sneak their way into Gundam once you start dealing with, you know, new types and Exoroundas and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, the the fights in the 8th team is just, like, really visceral and it's very, like I said, you know, I've I've used this word a couple times, very realistic, is, like, things get shot and they're not like... Oh, I am rising in power. It's like no, I just got shot. This hurts. You know?
3: now, I will. I always like that image of when they fight, like the goof in the city, where he jumps on top of the gun tank and he just stabs the sword into it, and like the big like cloud of blood comes up and like splashes it. Like I've always thought that was a cool image.
0: Yeah. It, oh, it was definitely like. I mean, I won't say. Most Gundams are uh, kitty shows. They're definitely not. They have a lot of political intrigue besides the actual emotional intrigue. But MFA team did not, you know, not for one second go, like, hey, your favorite guy, he'll totally make it through this episode. It's like, you don't know who's going to live. Your, your favorite supporting character, don't trust he's going to make it through it, you know?
3: Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty heavy show. I was going to say, we've talked about, like, uh, Stardust Memory and 08th team, what about like uh, 0080, uh, War in the Pocket? That's a great one, like for the six, it's only six uh, episodes, but it's uh, it's a very like like uh, contained story, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably, like people were talking about how the MSA team is their favorite Gundam show, but I mean, I'd say War in the Pocket is probably one of my favorites.
0: One of the least annoying kids ever. I didn't mind the kid at all. Yeah. Uh, I, like,
3: I, I think, like, like, what's his name, um, Al, uh, I think he's annoying, but, like, I, I kind of felt like, well, that is how a, like, real kid would be, so, like, I, like, I felt like his annoyingness was more realistic than, like, someone, like, I don't know, like, oh, I don't know, like, Quests from, like, Char's Counterattack, who's just an annoying <laughs> bitch for no real reason, so, yeah, you well, know,
1: you know, Quest, I think, still holds the, uh the trophy for her most hated character of mine in Gundam ever. Like, I, I don't think anybody's surpassed that yet. But I don't think it has anything to do with her being a kid. I think it, the thing that's annoying about Quest is she's a kid who thinks she's a woman. You know, like, i, I that's kind of my take on her, whereas Al know, Al's, Al's Al. more like, Al's a kid, but he goes through character growth and an arc. You know, like he he has a certain worldview when the show starts, and by the time it comes to the end of the show, his worldview is totally blown away and changed. You know, whereas I don't think Quest ever changes her worldview ever. Do You know what I mean? It's it's Until always she very, very up. well. It's it's just it's all very <laughs> selfish. You know what I mean? It's all about yeah. her. You know, and, and, and that's <laughs> why she's an unlikable character. I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, also I to touch on like. Uh... Mecha designs, because I do love me some, like, good design work. The, uh, Camphor is a pretty badass mech. It's like the Bubba Fett of, uh, mech. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, I, I like that, like, shotgun it has and stuff, yeah. That's another series where, like, the, the fights were really, like, gritty and, like, city-based and, like, you felt like, yeah, like, no one was really safe or anything.
0: Ah, see
1: so do we want to we want to, to the whole uh, AU-type stuff, the whole alternate universe-type stuff? Because I know, like, right now we got, what, the Seed Destiny remaster that's being shown, and, you know, I know Mike just finished watching Gundam X, and I just finished watching Gundam Age. I mean, do we want to go into any of those real quick while everybody's listening?
2: Well, you know, yeah, I'm a big yeah. G Gundam fan, so go ahead. I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on age, Derek, because I, I thought. Watched-
1: I thought it was interesting. I mean, I thought it was an interesting experiment. Um, You know, me, I kind of like, I I really like the the first half of age. And then I like the second half of age a lot. I think by the time it got to the third part, like, because it's like, I guess, to explain to anybody who doesn't know too much about the story, uh... going into it i guess or maybe if you don't you should watch it and there's you know spoilers ahead ahoy, or whatever but you know it starts out with uh... this kid named lit lit and so he basically uh... his parents are killed and he's part of the uh... asano family who are famous for building mechs and gundams and all this kind of stuff and he basically is the protagonist that you follow in the first half of the series and at that point in the series the enemy is referred to as the UE, because they're the unknown enemy. They're they're very, um, it, it feels like a very World War II era vibe to it. It also feels like a very, almost original Gundam vibe to it, with the exception of, you, you probably have more of an inkling that the Zeon are human beings, you know, but you know, the the unknown enemy, you know, the, the, they have these faceless features. You know, the the mechs kind of light up just like the uh, Zaku's kind of have like the one eye, whereas they kind of have like a weird, you know, Cyclops, Cylon eye. But it's also very, you know, non-emotional. You know, you feel like a very alien vibe from the enemy and everything. Um, and, I, you know, I was definitely interested in that part of the story. I know there was a lot of people who I, I think some of the early criticisms were that each... The character, the character designs were kind of goofy. Like maybe they looked like he looked like on or something, or you know, like I, I know the character Flit, he obviously he kinda of has turquoise hair, you know? But I guess the way I took it as is, is since you're following like three different generations throughout the course of the series, it makes that character easily recognizable. I mean, how many motherfuckers have turquoise hair, right? So it's like when you're following <laughs> him from being, you know, you know, 10 years old to being, you know, uh, uh, basically in the next series, you know, he he's not the protagonist anymore, you know, it's his son, so, but you can still follow him, Oh, so hey, here's hey, hey, here's the, dude the, dude with dude. the turquoise hair, and now he's got a mustache, and he's a commander of the Federation forces, and then by the time, you know, you get to the third series, he's, you know, old, crusty, Nick Fury, grandpa type, or whatever, you know, so I, I think in that regard, I mean, I enjoyed... Watching, especially the first two series, um, you know, with uh, Flit and then um, what's his son's name again? Awesome, awesome, and uh, like Asimo or whatever. Like so, like I enjoyed watching those two series. I think the second series was a lot more. It reminded me more of like a Zeta era Gundam or like an era of Gundam where it's you know it's got the drama, even like Stardust Memory in a way. You know, you've got you know. Asumu, and then you got Romery, and then you've got uh, Zeharto. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, he's more of a traditional Gundam bad guy, whereas, you know, in the first half of the generational gap, you know, you had, um, you know, an enemy that was almost faceless in a way. You know, it, it didn't become, it didn't really have a face until the end of that arc, you know, whereas this enemy has a face. You know, you, you see things from their point of view, and he's a very Char-type bad guy because, you know, they come up with some cockamamie reason why he has to wear a mask because it enhances his X-Rounder ability, and the X-Rounder, X-rounder ability is basically just... analogous to, you know, new types or the Force if you watch Star Wars or anything like that. You know, it's that kind of special ability, ability. to sort of... You know, know. use funnels and tie into, you know, your feelings as you're piloting all the ships and everything. And I guess an interesting take with that was they didn't make Asumu an X-Rounder, you know, like, so it goes into this whole thing of, you know, well, how do I catch up to my dad, who was this... Special kind of pilot, and how do I catch up to my rival, you know Zayhar, special kind of pilot, (laughs) pilot, and you know ultimately what the the solution they come to, in that is he's just going to be the best fucking pilot he can be. He's going to be a super pilot. And in in his own way, he you know he's just as special as as all the other characters you know on the series, but he just doesn't happen to have that you know genetic quality or or what have you. Um, the third part of it that that his grandson Keo, uh, you know, it's like I don't know. A- after that, like th- this is where it devolved for me because it reminded me very much of a Seed Seed Destiny era show where everything kind of you know you know. It, I think things were a little more clear cut to me in the first two, you know, whereas this gets more into like, you know, Kiyo's all about being a, a hippie Kira Yamato Gundam type pilot and, <laughs> you know, killing is bad and I'm going to, you know, chop away all the legs and arms of the suits, but not kill the person inside and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I get if you can get away with doing that, but it's like, even the shows that write that and propagate that, I mean, ultimately they know there has to be one evil bad guy because they introduce all these characters at the last minute where it's like, oh, and then there's the heir to Mr. Excellent's empire. I'm going to call him Mr. Excellent. Excellent. I don't know how to <laughs> pronounce his name or whatever, but you got, you got Mr. Yeah, Excellent, Excellent, right? He's right? basically the, the emperor of the...
0: Excellent you Legion? what are they called again? <laughs> the vegan. The, uh, uh, the Vagans,
1: the vagan, and, right. The Vagans are like the, the you know, the, the yeah, U.E. U. E. turn, turn into, into the Vagans because they, they actually are revealed to be, e. you know, other humans who have, you know, colonized like the Mars sphere and, and, you know, they're not actually faceless. You know, there's actually a face to that that enemy or what have you. But, you know, it's just funny because you got Mr. Excellent, right? and And he's just basically saying it gets to the point where, You know, the grandson makes a friendship with Mr. Excellent, and, you know, they're they're trying to basically say, like, hey, oh, oh, I guess what I was talking about was his heir. Like, basically, they introduced this character at the last minute. Like, Mr. Excellent's heir is, like, the super badass X-Rounder who's going to take out all the Gundams and everything. And so I guess my point is, even with with the whole idea of we're going to fight this war and not kill people while we fight a war, even the writers still know that ultimately there's there's got to be some big bad that they have to take out, you know? And it's like, it, it, with that case, like the, that character that's the heir or whatever to uh, to Mr. Excellent or whatever, it's like he merges with that that robot or whatever and they have to, like, fight him and, you know, it's just like one of those things where you're like, well, of course there are certain characters, like, you just you gotta to, have the payoff, yeah. Well, uh, not even just the payoff or the climax or anything. Like you know, or or I can't remember the character's name, but the guy who was Zehart's rival in the third act or whatever it was. You know, the third generation, third generation, the guy with the mask on who looked like Mr. Bushido or whatever. You know, but he you was know, but all he was all batting batting everything and things and, and he was, he was trying was to assassinate, assassinate Zayheart. Zay so it's like so that, it's kind, that kind of guy. Kind guy of, like can't, can't, you can't leave him alive you know, like, it's like, he's just gonna fuck <laughs> shit up, so...
3: I, I was kind of disappointed, like, when, like, uh, Kiyo had his big, like, Gohan moment, kinda, and, like, he went berserk on him, but then he didn't kill yeah, he him. he didn't kill like, him, I, he's still, he's still, still,
1: still flying away, so I was just like, man, like, I to be honest, every time that, that, uh, Asumu either let intentionally or unintentionally let Zayhart get away, or, you know, in your case, where, you know, Kyo like, finally goes apeshit because cause he, he gets, you know, his buddy gets killed or whatever, you know, and he's going apeshit on that guy. It's like he still doesn't actually go through with it, you know, and you're just kind of like, there's some people like that in that case. And, and even the writers knew it, too, because eventually that guy does die, you know, like Zehart kills him. So, you know, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like I, I'm just sitting there going like, you know, you know, you
0: know. <laughs> How long is this a series, by the way?
1: Uh, it was about forty-nine episodes,
0: so it's oh. like I,
1: I'd say like every maybe fifteen to twenty episodes. Like it's it, it's it's almost like think of it like you know if if you think of like Stardust Memory or something or MSA Team like they're thirteen episode OVAs. It's almost like they're maybe fifteen to twenty episode OVAs, but each one deals with like a generation, and it's like they all obviously interconnect. It helps. You know, you know. Obviously, if you start with the third one, you're going to be a little more confused. But it, it's almost like watching three different Gundam series because of the the time skips that they take and everything.
0: Yeah, but the actual length is actually like pretty much like a normal show because I think yeah, like yeah. Wing and uh, the original Gundam were like fifty, sixty, seventy episodes or something like that. I don't know. You usually
1: it, it usually runs for a year, so so it's usually between you know fifty two episodes or so you know give or take a few episodes so in this case it was like 49 you know episodes. Yeah. so
0: cool it was
1: about the standard run for a fandom series you know but yeah. uh what, what about you justin what what are your thoughts on my thoughts like i know obviously you like uh asumu and and zeharto so um
2: like, I didn't really get into it until it was the uh, Asumu arc. Like, I thought the first arc, you know, it, started, like, it, it was pretty interesting, but, like, I didn't, like, really get into it until, you know, it was Asumu's time. Like, I c- could, like, kind of identify with, like, his arc and, you know, like, some of his problems and, like, you know, him, like, having to, like, live up to, like, his, you know, father's legacy. And people are like, well, if you do this, you'll be as good as your dad, huh? And he's always, like, doubting himself. Like, that's, that's when I got into it. And then, um, Kyo, like, um, I don't know. I never really, really just. I was never really a fan of Kyo, but, like, once Asumu, like, showed up. I blame Bill Marie.
3: She wasified the boy. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, but, like, once Asumu showed up as an adult, you know, he and he was, like, a pirate, and he had, like, the awesome, you know, Dark Hound. Uh, Gundam, which is like one of my favorites now. Like, uh,
1: Yeah, I, I don't even think that's like, I, I know some people would be like, spoilers, but I'm like, I don't even think that was a spoiler. It was like, I, I was watching it, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, okay, I know Awesome oh. who's the freaking Captain Harlock of this show, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was like totally obvious, like, even after, it's kind of like, oh, awesome, who went on a mission, and then he was, you know, M.I.A., and gee whiz, I wonder what happened to him. And then the next scene, it's like, I'm a space-so-pirate, and this, the guy Guys got blonde, got blonde hair. hair. just kind of like, come on, like who the fuck else is it, is it gonna be? But uh, I guess speaking of that, it, it, it does seem. It does to, seem I, to. I thought at as the as character, character design seemed to have a lot of similarities with, um, um, what's his face, Luigi Masamuto stuff, like the whole Harlock vibe to it. You know, you know, even the way like characters have like kind of big noses or like the the family the, that's friends with um, the Asimos or whatever or the Asanos or whatever. Oh yeah, you know they yeah, all the, kind of the Gunhails. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all kind of have you know that kind of you know big, <laughs> like gun- big fat dude who kind of has a funny haircut. You know, kind of reminds me of like Toshiro mm-hmm.
2: or, uh,
0: characters,
2: characters, characters like that.
0: Like that. Not like yeah, Wing, when- where everybody's really really pretty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when the uh, when Asimu didn't choose like you know the blue hair blue haired like chick you know. Uh, and he went with Romery, who was like all like, you know, wet for Zeharto and like even yes, like yes. stupid to him. I was like, man, if he marries this chick in the future, I'm gonna be so pissed because he's so ignorant. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, it was like
1: it was like they had her marry uh, yeah. uh marry her, and I was just kind of like, okay, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. It's weird though. It's like I don't I don't get annoyed with her as much, but I I was pretty pissed off like that. Especially when they were kids, like in teenager and stuff like that. Like it just seems like she made a lot of wishy-washy kind of moves or whatever. Like yeah. that character, you know, where it's like you could tell, like she had a she thing had- for Zehar and she had a thing for, you know, Asamu. But like, I guess, I guess that scene where they're talking in the airport made me feel a little better about her. You know, where you know she maybe it finally dawned on her, you know, that he was fighting for fighting her and looking out for yeah. her and that her kind of thing. thing but but you know, yeah yeah but then again i guess she got payback because he went off and did a goku and was like <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say stuff. you know i guess she she got I, payback, I
3: like when so. he, they meet up again and he's just kind of like well if it's been 13 years like how's okay. things
1: yeah <laughs> Is that that must be like a Japanese thing where it's just like, "Hey, yo, I'm back from like training with Oob. Like, what's up? Where's my where's my rice ball? You know,
3: <laughs> where's my chicken pot pie? Can, can I still hit that? Is that cool? Is that all right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought it's <clears throat> kind of funny. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say. Uh, but for me, like, yeah, I know you asked. I would just say like, I, I like the first two parts of it, you know, and I I could totally appreciate all the drama and and nonsense in the. Uh, the, the second half, you know, like whether it's, you know, the the whole kind of uh, romantic triangle aspect to it or, you know, the whole, you know, Zay Hart was like a secret spy at school or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, I, I think people who like stuff like um, um, what's that show with uh, Lelouch? those guys got the, the code geese or whatever like or code Gias or whatever like oh, i think code it, yeah, yeah I, I think if people like that show they would probably be you know, the so. second half of age as well i think we
3: should mention that like age is getting like a sort of compilation movie or whatever i, I guess, guess like I the, the whole like Zayheart like awesome thing is like uh, the most popular part of age in japan so they're like redoing like Awesome and Zehart's like arc in a movie form, pretty much. With like, yeah, like I like guess.
0: Stars counter attack.
3: Except with just like they're telling the same story, probably oh, with like okay. a bunch of new animation and like retconning in some stuff. It's more like, like more what? like the Zeta endless
0: waltz kind of. Yeah. In
3: a way. No, yeah. no, because it's not. It's not new. It's just like, yeah, it's like the Zeta movies, pretty much. Yeah. Or, yeah,
1: or the Seed because... movies, you know,
0: things like
3: <laughs> yeah they just add in like recolors of mobile suits and stuff like
1: that and whatever.
3: So,
2: what? Uh, yeah. Speaking of like, you know, future stuff, like, do you guys think there'll be like a, a third Seedverse uh, series?
1: God, I hope, God, not. I hope. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't be so chained to the past! Nothing will change if you are! Those
3: are just words. Who says that you're right? No, I think definitely they're either going to do a new movie or yeah like a new seed series cuz that's like super popular in
1: Japan pretty much so
2: what do you think of
1: the the, the seed stuff that you've seen so far so
0: justin
2: far. well i watched uh i'd watch seed you know back when we first when we did our first gum show um i'm like 12 episodes into the seed destiny you know remastered and like i I don't have any problems with it so far, but like you guys tell me, like after episode twelve, it like all goes to shit. So I'm kind of I'm crazy.
1: like I'm like you just saw the money episode, Justin. This is like this is like you you've gone to prom, you're the prom king, you just fuck the most gorgeous prom queen ever, <laughs> like everything's awesome, and then after that, like I don't know, she's gonna have like mutant babies who like eat your feet and. <laughs> Oranges or something. I don't know. After that, it's all going to go downhill. Yeah. Robocop
0: three of yeah. Gundam Seed. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like I, I think I posted in like the thread. I was like, okay, well, like Shin just went ape shit on like all the ships. Now begins like twenty episodes of like going in going in circles and wasting time until they finally do stuff and then they realize like, oh crap, we only have like ten episodes to wrap this show up and then they like <laughs> screw it up pretty much.
0: <laughs> or they just make an OVA afterwards. <laughs> OVA movie, here, yeah, yeah. this will fix well, shit. That's the, that's the thing yeah, They made about like Destiny. 20 of those
1: <laughs> and they all suck too. So.
0: <laughs> they,
3: they, there's like three different endings to Destiny and like like they add a little more each time and it's like, yeah, it's like it doesn't fix anything. It just kind of adds more to it.
1: It just drags it, drags it on. on. It's like, yeah. this is the most horrible date ever and here's the kiss. Oh, and here's the walk away from the door. And here's the phone call the next day. It's like, <laughs> but the date was still awful. It's, awful. it's like...
0: Do you want to go get coffee? No, I really don't.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's funny, because, like, it seems like all the video games... Like, I know we're going to talk probably talk about video games later, but it's like a, a ton of the video games they release in Japan that try and tackle, like, the Destiny storyline, they always make alterations to it because they... They they can see that it's not too good, and it's always, like, alterations in favor of Shin, basically, because Shin was obviously conceived as, like, the new protagonist for Destiny, but he he very quickly gets, like, shoved aside in favor of, like, Atherin and then Kara. so... Yeah,
1: basically, like, to put it in Planet of the Apes terms, Justin, it's like, uh, you know, Taylor, like, comes in and is like, we're taking back... Uh, Earth, but we're not killing any monkeys to do it. And then they go around yeah. and have this big crusade where they, they bitch slap a bunch of monkeys, but like they don't kill any of them. Yep. And then like, meanwhile, you're like, dude, but what about um, you know, uh, what's his name? The other, the guy Brent or whatever. Like, I thought Brent was supposed to be the star of this movie, and it's like, nope, Brent's nope, just sitting there to the side with his hands in his pockets and whatever and like he doesn't really do anything and you're just kind of like wait and then and you know
3: and then at the very end like taylor like runs over to brent and cuts his arms and legs off and knocks him over and just says yeah you deserve that
0: and then and then they're like
1: then like we'll like, fix we'll this we'll have a scene where they all meet at the ape monkey memorial and like (laughs) hang out together. And you're just like, that didn't fix anything.
0: (laughs) And Brent says good monkey spanking. Okay. I had to say it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, Brent, Brent was robbed and so was Shin. So there you go.
3: But Like, Like, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, like when I, when I played played, like like, Gundam, like like, destiny, uh, I, I mean, uh, what's it called? Uh, Gundam dynasty warriors, like, uh, I think it's the second one or the third one, but, like, I was like, like, fucking A, like, because Shin, Shin, like, says everything like I was, like, like, like thinking, like, like to Kira kid. and Atherin, and I'm, I'm kind of like, why didn't you say that in the actual show? I don't understand you at all. You care out of nowhere and pick a fight? Go, go, go!
1: No, that's not... No? Well, you're the only one who doesn't see it that way. That's your excuse, I guess. You fight to protect what's
3: important to you. That's fine for you, but I can't just choose not to fight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to make any serious alterations to the remaster, but, like, it'd be nice if they did, like, change some, like, things around. I mean, you can't, you can't eliminate, like, I'm trying not to spoil things for Justin, but there's certain things you can't eliminate from the story, like, that are terrible, so... Like, like the cup. the, the mer- all the miracle survivals and all that.
1: You mean, mean? my my mean secret, secret eject secret button, secret button on death?
3: Yes, your <laughs> your 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 cancel nuclear explosion button.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> We're talking like round to two power in the extreme.
1: No, it's not even yeah. like it's not like round to two power because round. Did you know? Round
0: two. Did you know
3: if you're sitting on a nuclear reactor and you just hit a button, it'll stop it from exploding? Oh, okay, cool. Like a, like a, a breached nuclear reactor. If you, you just have to jam this big red button, and, y- you know, you'll be fine.
1: No, it's, it's more like Johnny Storm goes Nova Flame, and, and it's supposed to, like, kill everybody, you know, in the room or whatever. And then it's just like, you know, Howard the Duck's like, no, dude, I'm cool, I'm fine. Wait, Howard, how are you okay? Like, Johnny Storm went Nova Flame, like, right next to you. He's like, yeah, but I lit my cigar, and then I did a duck roll. And you're just like, what? I duck rolled out of the way. Like, I'm a duck. I did a duck roll, and I rolled out of the way. And I lit my cigar. And you're just like, no, dude. Like, that's not possible. I
0: had a coat on. It wasn't that really hot, you know. It was all right. Yeah. Protection. I'm good. Fine. I'm quacking, you know. I'm good. Like, I'm
1: just like, what? Anyway. But, yeah. I don't know. Did, did you want to talk about uh, Gerard, Ran, and Tifa or anything, Mike? Yeah, I'll just...
3: I guess we could yeah, talk, like, briefly about, like, all the other AU stuff, and, yeah, I'll lead it off by saying, like, I just actually, like, finished watching Gundam X, and I, I dug it a lot. Like, I I was kind of, like, very happy with it, and I was thinking that if, like, Cartoon Network had followed Gundam Wing up with, like, Gundam X, maybe Gundam wouldn't be dead in, like, the U.S. today, pretty much. like in, Because I, I, like I, I like the original Gundam, but I think that really turned people off, pretty much. Like, when they followed Wing up with the original Gundam, pretty much. Because it seemed like the, the general consensus was, like, Ew, this is old, like, we're not watching this anymore. And, like, Gundam <laughs> and so X is like, a lot... This
0: was, like, the 70s. It, it was it the
3: seventies. <laughs> yeah, well, Gundam X looks a lot like more similar. Well, it came out after Gundam Wing, so it looks like the same animation quality and stuff. And I think people would have latched onto it a lot more than like you know just going straight to the original Gundam. But but the series itself, yeah, I really I really dug it. There were like there were like no characters I were, was like annoyed with. Um, I really liked, yeah, Derek, like you said, like, uh, what's his name, uh, Jamil, he's pretty much like Amuro Ray would be, like, if he, like, grew up into his 30s and stuff. Yeah, that, that's but, what
1: it felt like, yeah. I always felt like he was, like, Nick Fury Amuro or, uh, uh, or something, or, where I, I, I always I, kind I of rationalized, rationalized it, where, you know, turn, you know, turn A always, turn always A tries to say that, like, all the Gundam series happened, happened in canon, canon, you know, whether they fit in the fit UC, in the UC, or, UC not. or not, and, um, yeah. and um, I was always kind of like, good. well... That's clearly Amro, you know, like, or at least yeah, a version really of true. him, you
3: know. Like, it, I, I really like towards the end of the series where they kind of introduced his, like, Shar, basically, and, like, the guy was kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, back, like, 15 years ago, like, me and, like, Jamil, like, fought, like, during the war and stuff, and, like, you know, we never actually met face-to-face, and then lately they meet, and they're like, hey, cool, hey, you're cool, yeah, and then they just kind of shake hands. And I, I liked like the, the the villains too, like the Frost Brothers. I thought they
1: were pretty like cool. Yeah, I would yeah. think you'd like the Frost Brothers.
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it, they were kind of like like it was kind of like <laughs> like in like the, the world of like the world had like you know these legendary beings called new types in it, and like then you have these two guys, the Frost Brothers, who are basically like if you introduce like a couple of like the X Men into this universe, and the, the, like everyone's like. Well, yeah, but you're not new type, so we don't care about you. And, like, they get so mad about that that they, like, decide to, like, teach everyone a lesson. Like, like they, they can, like, talk telepathically with each other. But, like, since they couldn't use that for, like, war, they were, like, like cast aside. So they, like, get all mad about it. And they, they sort of manipulate everyone around them into, like, doing what they want forcing a war and stuff, and I don't know, they were both pretty, like, cool and, like, you know, funny. They were, the way they, like, sacrificed people, and uh, I don't know, they were just, like, very, like, likable villains, basically.
0: I think the the whole idea of trying to tie in all the continuities is, like, the actual title of the show is After Gundam, Gundam X, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, After
3: War, Gundam X, yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. That that was yeah, it was really neat that like, you know, the almost like about eighty percent of the series takes place on Earth and like they only go into space for the last like ten episodes so. I thought that was like a like nice change, I guess.
1: Yeah. Or, like, most I, I would think series, maybe if, yeah. if the series had lasted a little longer, maybe they would have been in space for like twenty episodes or something like that. But of course, you know, I, I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but Stupid Evangelion apparently it was more popular than Gundam X, so it it actually caused like the abrupt sort of cancellation. Because you know how most of the series we were talking about have about fifty episodes or so, but in this case, uh, Gundam X only has about thirty nine episodes, and that's because it was uh, it was canceled prematurely. Because I guess everybody wanted to watch. Uh, Shinji masturbate over comatose girls or whatever.
0: I'll say this right now, and I'll probably get angry letters to our uh, email account. I will go ahead and say this right now. I understand how Evangelion is a really big, important property, and a lot of people love it. it. But But I would much, much rather prefer the design design of a Gundam Gundam series series than those fucking sinewy, sinewy, skinny... What The fuck is going Evangelion. on your face, Evangelion designs? I'm sorry, that's just me.
3: <laughs> I, I like the Evangelion designs, but like I, I do, yeah, I do like, like Gundam's better. Yeah,
0: again, because, it's, it's just it's personal it, preference. Yeah. But just Evangelion, I understand how important it is. Important. But just I didn't like the robots; they were just I don't know, very purple and very. I guess the only word I can think of it is very rawry They they screamed a lot, so.
3: I also thought, like, it was nice in Gundam X that, like, like, Garrod didn't, like, have that, like, he there was, there was, they, they sort, sort of toyed with, like, I was kind of thinking, oh, no, they're not going to make him, like, sort of like, like, you know, what Kira became, where he doesn't kill people. But, but like, I, like I, I think they, like, they were clever about it, where they kind of made him hesitant to use, like, that satellite cannon. Right. Because right. he pretty much knew that every time he used it, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people were going to die, so... But, like, uh, I thought, like, it was better. Like, he he still, like, killed people, like, in a war and stuff. But, like, it, like his hesitance had more, like, weight behind it. Because it was kind of like, you know, he had the lives of a lot more people, like, in his hands when he used that big weapon. So, also, I thought, I, I, I posted this in the thread, but I thought the ending was very funny. Where, like, him and, like, Tifa have, like, their little happy ending. And they're, like, you know, they're walking around the town. And then you see, like, the Frost brothers actually survive the end, and they're just kind of chilling out and, like, watching Tifa and Garrod from a distance. And I was kind of like, you know, what are they, like, talking about? Like, they're like, are we going to go, like, murder them now? And they're like, yeah, let's go murder them.
1: Since you bring up, like, uh, Garrod and Tifa and the way she <laughs> kind of, she's kind of more of the, the, the new the type, type character, character than, 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 than Garrod is. is. But that actually, that actually reminded, reminded me, me, me a lot more of um, um, Flit's relationship with, um, uh, uh, I think it's... Uh, oh, urine? Yeah, urine. Yeah. <laughs> urine. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Hello, Hello, P. Uh, uh, well, it's spelled with a Y and not like that, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's> funny, enough,
3: <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw that, too. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed Gundam X, and I'm glad I watched it. And cool. I gotta move on to something else, like Turn A or something soon.
1: Yeah, no, all those are all those are fun shows. So yeah, definitely. That's right. This isn't just
3: for myself. This is for my real crew members, and it's for Neo America. And most of all, it's for you.
1: I guess. I mean, if you want, I was just gonna use the opportunity to promote the fact that by the time you're listening to this, uh, the following week we should have a uh, a. Uh, Gundam Extreme versus video game video between me and Mike up. So if you liked listening to us, uh, you know, talk about all the Gundam stuff and you'd like to see some of the Gundam play, you know, uh, on video or whatever, there's a, a nice video of me and Mike uh, playing that Extreme versus video game. But I'll also open up the, the doors if anybody else wants to talk about any other video game stuff before we do our, our awesome thing of the week.
0: Um, if you don't mind, just before we do video games, um, just because I was want talked about talk about it for a few seconds. G Gundam is a really good AU uh, series if you like super robots because they kind of go more in that realm, more of a Mazinger giant Robo kind of thing. A lot of the robots have more ridiculous powers. It's <laughs> not so much. Yeah, I, I love G Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, like I like
3: I like how it's so ridiculous, but it's like played so like balls straight that it's like so <laughs> cool. Like I don't know, I I, I think that like these, some of those Gundams look really 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 like stupid almost, but it's like it's just played straight. So and like it's kind of like I don't know, you can take it seriously almost.
0: Yeah, it, it, the the whole idea basically is like in this universe, all the Gundams are from different nations and they fight every. Few years for who gets control of how to uh, run the planet Earth, and there's this big ring around the planet Earth, and yeah. whoever, wins whoever wins is, is that, country, that, that country gets to country dictate to, the, the you know the, the progress and the decisions uh politically for that term until the next uh, contest. Uh, contest. It's, it's I, I won't go I, too, I'll too into it because I know we got to move on. But it's just really fun, really silly. A lot of silly designs, like Mike said. There's uh, one Uh, one one of of my favorite ones is called Toro Gundam. He's got a big bull head for a chest. And (laughs) if you like silliness and just really Really wacky stuff, stuff, it's not your typical typical Gundam show. show. And and I did want to throw that in there before we go on to games. So just uh, check out G Gundam. Uh, It it might be under G Fighter Gundam, too. Uh, Really good stuff. Really funny.
1: Chibody Crockett is the man.
3: Chibody, he Crocket. is. Chibody <laughs> Crockett. They got Americans like dead on in that show. Yes, like, we're, we're we're all we've all got dyed hair. You know, we wear boxing gloves and carry two guns all the time. We and, have you know, we have
1: football pads for shoulders, and yep. we, we all Power. travel around on surfboards.
3: Rocket yeah. powered surfboards, we, hell yeah! And we're always surrounded by scantily clad babes. I am. Like, I, am. I know. I am
0: let's just put it this way uh, yeah, fanholes fan-hole. listener you have never seen a Gundam show until you see a Gundam called Windmill Gundam <laughs> the, yeah the Windmill Gundam that, that one's awesome. awesome yeah yeah. Or the, the Viking
3: Gundam with the, with the who has like his lower half, lower half is like a, like a bow <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, go, gonna go, on the, go on the gonna go on the sea sail away motherfuckers <laughs> Anyway, well, we could talk about G Gundam designs forever. I just wanted to throw that out there. So uh, yeah, check it out. It was it was on Tsunami. So there's there's dub versions. So yeah.
3: You shouldn't blame me. This is mankind's dream, mankind's desire, mankind's destiny. To be the strongest, to go the farthest, to climb the highest. Get real. To compete, to envy, to hate each other, and devour one another.
1: was there any particular uh, video games that that we wanted to talk about, Mike, like for Gundam? Like, did you want to go into Dynasty Warriors or anything like that?
3: Dynasty Warriors is okay, but it's more like, you know, it's kind of, I guess, like, I never buy a Gundam game because of, like the game part of it, I buy it because it's like Gundam, basically.
2: Yeah, like, it, yeah. like
3: the game. The game part usually comes later, where you're like, okay, I, I want to learn this because I like all the characters and the mobile suits, like involved and stuff. Kind of like Dynasty Dragon Ball, where it's like,
0: you know, Ooh, titchi Uka Uda Budokai, whatever. It's Dragon Ball. I'll
3: buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You go for the name recognition and like. I think it's 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 pretty much all Gundam games have a very steep learning curve for the most part. Like aside from maybe like the. Back Battle Assault games, like like which pretty much play like Street Fighter, like it seems like Extreme Versus, like Dynasty Warriors. Um, I had that Dreamcast game, uh, Gundam side story. Yeah, yeah like, that was a pretty those fun were all game. like, yeah. The, 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 but they they also had a very high like learning curve where you're like you're trying yeah. to like where do I press to like shoot something and you're like wait no that's
1: not it and you know
3: <laughs>
0: Mike's like how do I how shot do I... web.
1: Yeah. Well I think with that the the Dreamcast game, like once I figured it out you could sort of command your your subordinates to flank and yeah, to carry was- out actions that usually helped you in in completing really, the missions yeah. that you were sent on, because before really liked, it was kind of like you were just fighting by yourself. So all the other guys, you guys just in there, sitting there sideline, sideline like asshole, like unless assholes. you command them <laughs> yeah. to do something, you know. So. Yeah, I really liked that
3: game because it reminded me of like 08ms team where you have to like all team up on like an
0: ace or whatever, you know. Um, you mentioned the Street Fighter games. Did you guys ever play the uh, Battle Assault games?
3: Yeah. Yeah, like, like the, that's the the first two, two for PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't spectacular, but they were they were fun. They were fun. Yeah. You can't defend.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, Every time can. anyone brought out a beam saber. You can't defend.
0: Yeah. Uh or, and like, uh fucking Xeong. The Xeong was a bitch. I hated that guy. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a mobile suit doesn't need legs. <laughs> no, it's got a little skirt. Um I, I I'll actually throw this in there for a few uh quick comments. I actually did do some uh, emulators from Super Nintendo Gundam games. Really funny because at the time they couldn't ape the same incredibly detailed styles, obviously. There's a couple of uh, emulation games you can get. uh, They're they're basically side-scrollers. And they are Gundam, and they are licensed, but they're all in SD form. They're all yeah. Super I, I
1: actually, the, you, the, talk you talk about learning curves. Like, there's no learning oh, curves on those on games. Those they're games. really fun. You just you just it's kind of like playing Gradius or something, but it's a little super deformed Gundam. You know.
0: Yeah, they're just, yeah, silly fun you games, don't you don't need to know need any to know. tactics or strategy, you just shoot your gun.
1: There's just also, like, like, fighters for the Super NES, where you could play, like, G Gundam or Gundam Wing and stuff like that. So
3: Yeah, I played a couple of those, like, uh, the Gundam Wing one, yeah, was really cool when I first saw it. Like, when, during the height of, like, Gundam Wing popularity, my friend had it, like, emulated on his computer. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, I need a copy of this, and you know. And, you know, yeah, those are, uh, obviously those were from, like, an earlier part of the lineage of, like, Battle Assault and all that,
1: so.
0: Well, uh, I I I was going to ask this, guys. Um, Since you guys are more avid game players than I am with the uh, advent of more new generation consoles, better graphics, more space to have information information and stuff. Would you guys like you guys- kind of like an RPG Gundam where you know you play the character, you know, you can even pick your mobile suit and it's like kind of a mixture of fighting and like RPG stuff? Yeah, I would like yeah, that. Mine. Like to, I guess
3: oh
1: god, Derek. No, no, no. I just I it sounds fun to me. I mean, I think I think what Mike said holds true. Like I'm I'm not so much of a gamer, I'm more of a, you know, Character, you know, almost property person first. Unfortunately, so like sometimes, you know, yeah, I'll buy a bunch of shitty Superman games just because you know it's Superman or whatever, you know. So the, I would say the same thing applies to Gundam. I mean, I've played plenty of awful Gundam games along with, with the good ones, you know, like that PS3 Crossfire game <laughs> or whatever. whatever. <laughs> like that <laughs> was that was that was pretty that was tough, to, tough to play. To like, play like talk like about a learning curve. that's just it, that's something that. I, I think no, that's, any other game, I would be frustrated immensely. Is that
3: the one where the the water looked like
1: Jello or something? Yeah, like yeah. I, I remember people
3: were making fun of that. Like I, I remember watching like on G four or something like one of their game review channels, and they had like an award show for worst games, and it's like worst water in a game, Gundam Crossfire, you know, and it looks like like Jello or like
1: chunky Jello or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. It, uh, it,
0: I, I, I just thought it would be just really kind of fun to play, like, as, like, first say, Amaro, <clears throat> start off with, like, you know, your RX 7874. I forget the uh, actual designation. But you start off with him, work your way up through a storyline, then you pilot, like, you know, the Zeta or the, uh, crap, I forgot the name of the damn name. Double Zeta or just. No, uh, the, the, uh, Blondo Bell version at the end. The new Gundam? Yeah, new Gundam. You know, like you know, you can like work your way up to those those different type of suits or if you just walk into a hangar and you're like, Hell, I'm just gonna pilot a gun tank today or I'm just gonna pilot, you know, uh you know, gun cannon, you know.
3: I was gonna say uh, to tie in to Age, which we were talking about earlier. Uh, I don't know if you guys like. I, I think I'm, maybe I mentioned this to you guys before, but Age was originally a video game, and they re, like reverse engineered it into an anime, basically. And like the in Japan, they have an Age like RPG, basically, which tells oh, like cool. the whole events of all three, you know, eras, basically, as a, like, RPG. And I was kind of like, man, that'd be perfect for, like, a U.S. release. Like, just because it's, like, the contents of a whole series. You don't need any background or anything. It, like, in the in the form of a, like, I think it's like a Game Boy game or something. Like, so it's basically like a Pokemon game almost. Yeah, so. I think there
0: was, like, a Dragon Ball Z game like that, where it was, like, an RPG, you walk around and stuff and everything like that.
3: I don't, that's, I guess that's why people like to, like, criticize age sometimes. Like, like you were saying, Derek, like how, how the main bad guy comes, like, out of nowhere, basically. Because he was, he's a video game boss, basically. Oh, yeah, well, I guess that
1: makes more sense then. Because some, some characters, I mean, it's just like, I guess maybe it's because I'm Americanized or whatever, and I feel like there's, like, certain strict rules about, you know writing screenplays and things like that but i'm kind of like come on it's episode 48 you don't fucking introduce a bad guy on episode 48, 48. you know it'd be yes. like you know you're you're watching superman and he fights like lex luthor and the parasite for like you know 48 episodes and then all of a sudden it's like yo dark side in, in the house,
0: house! And just kinda like, in the house
1: you know like what what happened? you know
0: <clears throat> you got yeah, Justin I... over here on Double Z going like, it's episode 18, when does the Ewok shit go to fucking end, you know?
1: <laughs> when, when are the kids going to stop tripping mobile suits with string and oranges?
3: <laughs> what, Justin, would it have been better if, like, Judah, like, fought a giant orange
1: at the
0: end of Double Z <laughs> or something? It, like,
1: it peels and stuff? <laughs> like, citrus
0: all over the universe. Revenge! Oh my god, it has seeds! Yeah. Seed attack is super effective! <laughs>
3: Yeah, but it's too bad because, like I was saying, like the like that that seems like ready. Like, I'm too bad. Gundam's like dead in the U S. Because I was like, man, they should have just like released the age game like into English over here, and it would have been like
0: totally self contained and stuff. But you know, I don't really think. Gu- I was going to say that I don't think Gundam's dead here. I don't think it's near the popularity it was when Toonami was airing those episodes. But there, there are still a lot of people who really enjoy it. I mean, I would say it's a cult. I day. mean, it's 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 dead in a commercial sense. Yeah, I agree with that. You don't go to Toys R Us to see the models anymore. Yeah, man, those are the days. I
2: think. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah,
1: I, I I'm thinking like, well, the the only thing I can think of that was a boon to Gundam fans is the fact that you know, Wright stuff apparently is you know, distributing the rest of those Gundam Unicorn DVDs. I mean, that's yeah, that's the only bone that I think U.S. fans were really thrown, you know,
0: like...
3: Yeah, and we get, like, the origin mangas now, but that's about it,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it was a nice little period there yeah, where I could walk into a talk. Walmart and be like, oh, I want to buy oh, wanna... Death Scythe Hell. Or I could buy, oh, I buy oh, I EV8, buy the, like, uh, you know, MFA figures. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah.
3: that that was always nice. I always bought a ton of those, yeah. But
2: um, I do
3: like the, like, yeah, robot... Damashi stuff now, but they're pretty expensive. So it's like you know,
0: which may be something awesome in the future for Justin. Just saying, just saying, just saying.
1: But anyway, just JMS saying.
0: I guess I guess we should before we go on to awesome things. I
3: like should we should mention that like you know yeah we're gonna. Eric already said it, but, like, there'll be a side cast of me and him playing Extreme Versus, which
1: was a pretty good game. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, like, fun. it's fun. I mean, if you're
0: yeah. if you're interested
1: in that arcade-style game, you know, I mean, it's pretty basic. It's it's kind of like a arcade-style, you know, fighter where you kind of run around the screen and, you know, you can either team up where you know, some of the things are me and Mike fighting the same guy, but you can also you can tweak also it tweak. so that, you know, me and Mike could be fighting each other and stuff like that, so...
3: And And let me just say, let me just say, when I piloted the double X Gundam, I had no qualms using the giant
0: satellite
3: cannon. Nice.
0: (laughs) And I will say as a third party person who's already seen this video, you know, fan holes, privileges. uh, Pretty fucking funny. It's just just good seeing Derek get very annoyed at certain points. (laughs) (laughs) I think we we gave gave ourselves a
3: disadvantage or something, something. but, like, like, yeah, yeah. but... Whatever, we won one at least,
0: so... Hey, thanks a lot, Bernie. We can do it together, I just know we can. Sure. Sure we can. I love you, Bernie. Goofy kid.
1: Cool, so I guess that wraps wraps up the whole... whole... Gundam Palooza show we had going on tonight. Um, Um, If you have any other questions questions or comments or or things you want to tell us, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. But I guess we'll go on and do our awesome thing of the week, and then I guess I'll just go down my uh, uh, Skype tree here. Um, I've got Mr. Tony Jackson Jackson here on the right end, so I'll start with him and ask him what his awesome thing of the week is.
0: Uh, Thank you very much. Mine's probably going to be a two-parter. I know, honorable mention. Uh, First up, uh, even though this is going to air in early 2014, as of this week, I recently picked up the James Rhodes. It's Lieutenant Commander uh, James Rhodes, not Iron Patriot figure from the uh, the, uh, Iron Man man line. line. There's a subset line that that they're doing doing for for Iron Man 3. It's six figures, and they're Iron Mans in different armors. Two of the bones they give you for uh, being a good Iron Man fan is you get Ultron, which is nice, and you get James Rhodes in his movie uh, Patriot Armor, Iron Patriot Armor. Very nice figure. Um, I have both the Iron Patriots from this line, and both of them are really good. However, I will say the James Rhodes one is more beefy, more intimidating. He's really cool. Uh, I would suggest picking up. uh, Definitely. Uh, definitely. Also, uh, I guess for my (laughs) subset, uh, uh, Justin's going to give me a groan on this. There's a sci-fi show airing currently now. It might be in reruns by the time this airs. But it's called Exit. It's a fun game show. It's based on a Japanese game show where people have to answer trivia questions or do mental puzzles. And if they don't do them in time, they get eliminated very cruelly. There's like really funny setups for this and people freak out like crazy. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun show. So uh, if you get a chance, watch that show, even if it's on like you know YouTube or Hulu or whatever they might put it on, uh, probably on sci-fi.com. And also, if you are still able to get a, get a chance to buy the uh, James Rhodes figure from the Iron Man line at this point in time, totally pick him up. He's well worth it. So those are my two awesome things.
1: Cool. What about you, Justin, Sama, Barber? What's going on?
2: My awesome thing is completely and totally tied in to our theme show this week. Woo! Woo! Uh, oh! uh, after consulting Mike a little bit, I purchased my first robot, Damashi, and it is the Age Gundam. Um, it's a really great figure. It's, I, w- I would kind of describe these as like they're like the SH Figuarts for like Gundams, I guess. Like, I, like I'm like i not a patient person, so like I placed my order. I got it from Hog- Hobby Link Japan. And after about a week, I was like, kind of doubting myself. I was like, I should have got like double Zeta or something. But then, like when I got it in the mail, I was like, whoa! This is like the greatest Gundam figure I've ever owned. (laughs) So (laughs) I was, I was like taking it out of the box and like, you know, putting it in different poses and like putting his beam saber on and his, you know, his giant gun and all this stuff. And I've just had fun, just you know, putting him in different poses and everything. Like it's, it's great. And um, you know, Mike said they're expensive. Uh some of them are but like I like I said I got this from Hobby Link Japan and like currently all the age Damashis they're on sale. I think mine was like twelve or thirteen dollars. So you know, if nice. if you've never yeah, if you've never bought robot machine, you wanna kinda like check it out and you don't want to like spend a lot of money, just I, re- I really recommend getting Gundam Age. Like it's a really fun toy to just play around yeah. with
3: I was going to say, unfortunately, uh, Gundam Age was not as successful as they wanted it to be in Japan, so they kind of, after, like, the first three Age variants, and, like, I think they made one of the UE suits, they stopped making, like, the Age uh, Damashis, so, like, I was kind of disappointed, because I I really wanted, like, an Age 2 or a Dark Hound or something, but, I don't know, maybe because of, like, that that compilation movie's coming out, they'll go back and make make one of those, but, I don't know, I guess we'll
2: see. If they make a Gamashi Dark Hound, I will buy that so hard. So hard.
1: Got a, got a the pirate's life for you, yeah. Justin? <laughs> I
3: was about to say that. A pirate's life for me, yeah.
1: <laughs> nice. So what about you, Mike? What is your uh, awesome thing of the week?
3: Um, I saw Man of Steel the other day, and I thought it was... Pretty pretty awesome. I I really enjoyed watching it. It was a it was a very crowd pleasing movie, yeah. and I'm um, I'm happy that like I'm not gonna say it was like a home run for like DC or anything, but it's, it's like, like a, a it, I, I think it it might have restored some confidence in like you know people might have lacked in DC's like ability to make good like superhero movies that aren't Batman basically. So. <laughs> They're like
0: oh this is a Green Lantern cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, so like I I was very happy with Man of Steel so.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool, Very cool. Um I did see Man of Steel. I liked it. Um I guess for, for my awesome thing though, I will uh I will go with the fact that I found the uh Feora um movie master, which is the you know, the evil Phantom Zone uh criminal lady who does Kung Fu shit on Superman. So and uh so that was cool. And uh I guess that wraps up the whole Gundam podcast, so it's cool that we cool got that the we age tie-in tie stuff in. with uh, with Justin's, Justin's awesome thing. thing. Yeah. I liked I liked all your pictures that you took of the the robot damashi yeah, I thought they looked really good, so that's cool. Anyway, uh, if if like we said, if you have any other questions, comments, or whatever, you can reach us at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. You know, of course, yeah, of course, check out all the, all the sidecasts, podcasts, podcasts, podcasts and, and, blogs and blogs that we've got, we've got going got up. Going- and um, thanks to all the, uh, you know, regular listeners and stuff. And uh, so this is, this is going to be a six-month-in-the-coming correction. But, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Jan Kristofferson, thanks for thanks. all the likes. Because I think I've, I've been calling him Jan this whole time. So, anyway, it is Jan, <laughs> and so we'll call him that.
2: It's his fault for not correcting us sooner. I know,
1: I know. We should, we should get messages and stuff. So if you want to correct us on how we pronounce your names um, when we thank you, you know misty caps and uh you know all, all the the you know boo you know everybody who thanks us you know so um i'm like if if uh, nathan bouvier if that's totally wrong and your name is nathan something else you know if if you're not you know jeremy cumber bunch or whatever like they say on the uh, the uh uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the I can't even think of it, the uh, half-in-the-bag reviews or whatever, you know? So, anyway, keep listening to uh Podcast. Uh, this is going to be Derek, Derek W.C., uh, signing off. Uh, Gundamu!
3: This is Mike and Derek. He is a
2: char. <laughs> Marie? Has anyone seen Marie? Where are you, Marie? <laughs> Marie! Marie! Marie!
0: Marie! And this is this Tony... Is Tony. You see this hand of mine? It is burning with an awesome power. It is telling me to defeat you. Shining finger!
1: And on that note, good night, everybody.
2: please You belong to me. Sayonara ienakute. Its manemo. Nakashime Takata. I belong to you. Harusake soo 差し出し belong to
1: Unless you're flit, in which case I'm going to kill you all, and there will be no peace.
3: Alrighty. I think we have a file. Cool. Me. And a dog. <laughs> and, a dog. <laughs> and a
1: dog. And a dog. Crazy dog.
0: Ceiling fans yes. and the dogs.
1: God damn it! Shut up, dog. Shut up. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna drop a
2: colony on him.
1: Yes. <laughs> it'd be nice. It'd be nice to try me on the dog.
3: It's probably a vegan dog. Dog yeah. Buster. <laughs>
1: Stupid vegan dog. He's evil. and <laughs> deserves to be crushed.
3: He's a space monster.